This is a Hog Sports Network podcast. You're listening to The Game Changers, a podcast that highlights the success of female athletes across Northwest Arkansas and beyond. Here's your host, Ethan Westerman of the Hog Sports Network. Everyone, welcome into the Game Changers podcast, episode two. Today is Friday, September 1st. Yes, September 1st, we have reached the month of fall beginning, and that means we have also reached the start of so many of these sports seasons getting underway. My name is Ethan Westerman, and I'm the host of the Game Changers podcast. This is a place where each week we highlight athletes, coaches, and others involved with all the different women's sports teams at the University of Arkansas. If you were here last week, I chatted it up with head softball coach Courtney Dyfel, and I really hope you enjoyed that conversation. Today's guest is going to be another head hog and one who has had quite a week. Uh, here shortly, we'll bring on head volleyball coach Jason Watson to talk about his program and the pair of matches the Razorbacks had against top-ranked Wisconsin this week. Well, it's been a very busy week on the Hill for women's sports uh, since we last talked. Uh, there's been a few results and rankings updates to kind of catch you up on. So first, I want to start with the soccer team. They traveled to Notre Dame, which was ranked number 12 uh, this past Sunday, and that game ended in a 2-2 to tie. It looked like the Razorbacks might come out with a win, but the Irish scored a goal in the final five minutes to come away with a draw there. Uh, and then last night, the now eighth-ranked Razorbacks, they uh, hosted Milwaukee, which is absolutely no pushover. Milwaukee actually uh, tied Notre Dame earlier this season as well. But Arkansas won that uh, game 5-2 to two and now awaits a big matchup in Chapel Hill, North Carolina this Sunday. It'll be a top-eight matchup as Arkansas will battle number four, North Carolina. Uh, that game is scheduled to start at 1 p.m. Central on ACC Network on Sunday. Um, it was a huge week for the volleyball team. They uh, Last week, whenever we talked, they, were, they had not played a game yet. They were just preseason number 25, but... Since then, they swept both Michigan State and Tulsa, and they rose to number 21 before welcoming number one Wisconsin to Barnhill Arena uh, this past Wednesday and Thursday. It was the first time since 2010 Arkansas hosted the nation's top-ranked team in volleyball, um, and they actually set the single-match attendance record on Wednesday. Uh, 4,299 people piled into Barnhill and almost witnessed Arkansas pull off a shocker. Um, it went to five sets. It went as close as you can in volleyball with Arkansas losing 15-13 in the final set, which that is as close as you can get uh, in volleyball. They really gave the Badgers a run for their money despite being very undersized against them. Um, then they went again, They went at it again on Thursday. Um, the Razorbacks got swept on Thursday 3-0, but now they have the Woo Pig Invitational, uh, which will begin to, today at 7 p.m. against Colorado State which is a good team. They're receiving votes to be ranked. And then um, Sunday, they'll go against Michigan at 11 a.m. Once again, that's the Woo Pig Invitational, and that is in Barnhill Arena. Both of those will stream live on the SEC Network Plus. And then a couple teams that get their uh, season started today are the women's golf team and cross country. And actually, by the time you hear this uh, podcast, it'll have already gotten started. Uh, the golf team tees up in Pebble Beach, California for the Carmel Cup here this morning, and then the cross-country team will have already begun in Stillwater, Oklahoma, for the Cowboy preview, and uh, next week we'll talk about how they fared. After the break, we're going to chat it up with our guest on today's episode of the Game Changers podcast, which is Arkansas volleyball coach Jason Watson. Stay on top of all Arkansas Razorback sports with a Digital Plus subscription on the Hogs Illustrated app. Get complete Razorbacks coverage in one location. Your subscription gives you 20-plus issues of Hogs Illustrated magazine, the most unique and compelling coverage anywhere in the state, plus total access to all the content on wholehogsports.com, including breaking news, commentaries, analysis, features, recruiting, award-winning photos, and premium message boards. Subscriptions start at just $17 per month. 
Join the Hog Sports Network team at subscribe.waco.com. That's subscribe.wehco.com. Or call 479-684-5509 to get your front row seat to Arkansas Razorback Sports. Go Hogs! As I said earlier, I'm very pleased to be joined today by Arkansas volleyball coach Jason Watson. And like I mentioned, it's been a big week for his team and for the program as a whole, seeing a new attendance record set. Um, Jason, it's a pleasure to have you on. Yeah, I, I appreciate the opportunity immensely. Well, if y'all might have just picked up already from Jason talking, he does have an Australian accent, and that's kind of where I want to start off. Uh, I read what you posted to social media uh, after that match Wednesday night um, when y'all gave Wisconsin a run for their money um, on a night whenever 4,299 people poured into Barnhill Arena. This is what Jason wrote. He wrote, I'm not from Arkansas. I'm Australian, but I've come to love this state, and I'm proud to coach at Arkansas. You have no idea the impact your support has on our volleyball team. Thank you. You showed us all that you believe in us, and then you closed it, woo pig, forever. Um, I know you were very emotional after that match just because just the way that kind of played out. It had number one team on the ropes. But uh, will you talk about those emotions you were feeling and what led you to write that for, you know, Razorback Nation? You know, it's been a, it's been a journey. Uh, this is year eight for me, and um, – when you look at uh, the success of athletics here at Arkansas across the board, you know, it's, you know, where, where is there not success? You know, that's, that's an impressive part uh, of being a Razorback, you know, and, um, and so volleyball has taken a slow climb to, uh, to be even close to the success of other programs here on, on campus. And for, you know, for 4,200 people to turn out, given that uh, perhaps when I got here, we were playing in front of a couple of season ticket holders and parents. Um, yeah, it's a moment, you know, it's a moment for me and uh, for these athletes who I think have uh, have given their all to raise the level and expectations of volleyball here at Arkansas. So, uh, I, uh, and, um, you know, I travel around the state quite a bit doing clinics I'm uh, kind of a sucker for anybody that wants help in the state of Arkansas. Or if they reach out, I'm going to go. And um, uh, while 4,200 are here in Bond Hill, I know there were a ton of people watching this on TV. And so um, uh, I, I love that about this state and um, fell in love with Arkansas when I was assistant over at Arkansas State in the uh, late 90s. And so, um, yeah, this is this is a truly a remarkable community. Well, you just already hit on it about that you had some experience already being in the state of Arkansas um, during your time at Arkansas State. I was wondering if you could just kind of break down uh, each of your stops along the way, starting with <laughs> where you were born. I know maybe you might need to give a brief version of some of those stops, but just kind of walk us through what has led to your path to Arkansas. Yeah, you know, if you uh, if you don't like moving, you probably shouldn't be a coach, you know, Um uh, probably coaching in the military are two of the jobs that uh, that you move quite a bit. But uh, I got my start out of college in 96, which is probably before you were born, but uh, uh, in uh, Bozeman, Montana. And I was there for two years and um, and then landed the job at Arkansas State. Um, and uh, what was that? 98, 99. And we went to the NCAA tournament. That's the first time I, I went to the NCAA tournament was with Arkansas State. And we only had 11 athletes on the team. We couldn't find 12, you know, and uh, 
uh, we made the the tournament. It was remarkable. And then uh, left there and went to Manhattan, Kansas, Kansas State. That's where I got connected with Susie Fritz, who's now an assistant here in Arkansas. Uh, and um, I played college volleyball uh, at uh, Brigham Young University in Provo, Utah. And um, I left Kansas State to go uh, back to BYU. And I was an assistant there for three. And then I got my first head coaching job at BYU. And uh, so six years there. And then from there, um, uh, went to Arizona state. I was there for eight years at Arizona state and had a remarkable run there. But, uh, when this job at Arkansas, uh, came open, uh, we weren't looking to leave Arizona state. Um, we enjoyed the desert. Um, you know, it was a dry heat, right? It's a dry heat is what we tell people, but, um, but uh, I always thought that this program here at Arkansas had tremendous potential. Uh, it's taken us a little while, but uh, I, I think, you know, uh, fortunate that an administration has been patient with us as we've tried to build this the right way. And um, and so now we're here and uh, we're in Fayetteville and, uh, you know, all three of my kids are going to school here at Arkansas. I'm a, a graduate of the University of, of Arkansas. I got my master's here during COVID. Uh, it seemed like there was not much else going on. So I did. And, um, and so I'm a proud graduate of the university of Arkansas. So, um, yeah, that's it. You know, a couple of moves in between, you know, but, um, uh, here we are. And, uh, I think we're pretty entrenched here. What did you get your master's in? Uh, I was in physical education. Uh, I'm, I'm fascinated with, uh, uh, practices. I'm fascinated with, uh, writing practices, um, I think the matches are for the athletes, but practices are for the coaches and um, um, fascinated in eras, you know, the nature of eras and why they come. And it's not always because kids aren't paying attention. You know, there, there's lots of reasons for it, but um, uh, greatly enjoyed uh, my connection with that department here and um, uh, the support we've received over the years from the, the College of Education, especially physical education. And uh, yeah, so it was fun. It was it was a good deal. And uh, maybe one of these days I'll be Dr. Watson, but that seems like that's a that's a long way in the future. Speaking on education, I think one of the most exciting players uh, just stands out whenever you go to a volleyball matches watching Jill Gillen, just with the energy she brings. But I've heard that she is, you know, whenever she steps off the court, she's also a great student is what I've heard. What's a, uh, I guess, what are you looking for in these athletes that you bring in that you can have a Jill Gillen that is, on the court, just having phenomenal success in volleyball, but then she steps off of it and she is also succeeding in the classroom. Yeah. I mean, I think historically volleyball players are pretty good students. You know, I, I don't think we have too many at risk and that's probably not a fair term, but uh, students. And so, but, but their GPAs will range, you know, between, you know, a two, eight and a, and a full point is what we've got. And, and so they're they're a really motivated group, um, and uh, you know Jill is no exception. There, she's in the MBA program, so she's going to graduate from Arkansas, not just with her bachelor's, but but her MBA. And um, that extended COVID eligibility allows those opportunities to to be there for for her. Um, but yeah, she's quite a remarkable student, uh, as are a number of them. And you know, we uh, it's it's not unusual for us to to. Uh, have a GPA, a team GPA in the three, four, three, five range. You know, we we have a hard time catching women's golf and women's gymnastics. They seem to be at the 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 top of the sword when it comes to GPA. But uh, but we're holding our own. That's for sure. 
you talked on it briefly that you had a playing career at uh, Brigham Young University. Um, I read that you were an All-American there. Um, just, I'm wondering how did that experience as a player kind of mold your coaching style? Um, anything you learned from being a player that you've now taken and, you know, applied to how you, you know, coach young people? Yeah, that's a really good question. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, I was done playing in 94. And so that's like forever ago. It may not, you know, it's so far in the past that it doesn't even matter anymore, you know. Um, and, um, and uh, but that experience, I, I played for a coach uh, in the world of volleyball, was one of the preeminent uh coaches in terms of uh, integrating motor learning science and how people learn motor skills in, into volleyball. And, and so that experience has certainly shaped me as a coach. Um, I coach because I had such a wonderful experience playing for him. And, and I imagine that's how most people get into coaching either. Uh, they had a wonderful coach and they want to give back or they had a terrible coach and they want to make sure that nobody experiences that again. But um but he, he greatly influenced me. Um, but over the years, I, I think I, I've developed a, a little bit more patience than he had, perhaps uh, a little bit more uh, tolerance um, and um, and try to continue to evolve and grow as a coach. And I think that's uh, that's the thing I think about coaching is that you have to continually evolve. If you're still coaching like you were five years ago, you're not a good coach. You know, you've got to evolve and you've got to continue to grow and uh, you know, your athletes are, you're asking your athletes to learn every day. So you should mirror that as well. So um, I'm a much better coach than I was when I was my first year head coach. I was horrible. I was what a horrible coach. I was my first year at BYU. Um, and uh, I was so bad. I'm embarrassed by how bad I was. What do you think that you've learned, uh, you know, over your coaching career that maybe something that you would tell your uh, that first year coach now, given all these years of experience of coaching, what advice you might give? Yeah, it's not about you. Um, you know, yeah, the, the magic resides in the athletes. The magic resides in um, uh, creating a safe environment for them to learn and grow and be vulnerable. Um, uh, that, uh, you know, mistakes uh, happen um, and uh, they happen for lots of reasons. And, um and you've got to be okay with that tax. You know, you're going to get taxed at a pretty high rate with um, with young athletes than you do with older athletes. And we're fortunate right now that we've got some pretty old athletes that um, uh, the tax rate is not quite as high. You know, but um, uh, but I think that's that's what I would, you know. And these are people you're coaching people. Uh, they're not commodities. They're people, and um, and they really really want to be great. And, um, and so that's what I would, you know, and, and probably stop talking, you know, you talk too much, listen more and, uh, and get the heck out of their way. You know, <laughs> that seems to be a nice, nice, uh, nice philosophy. So you hit on a little bit that it's been kind of a slow burn to get the, to get the volleyball team and the trajectory, um, that you've wanted it, that it, it, it's taken some time, but you know, this program has evolved now to where you ended the year last year nationally ranked, and then you started it this year nationally ranked. I was just wondering, uh, you know, how have you and your staff and the athletes along the way been able to kind of build this thing to where nationally people are looking at Arkansas and saying that's a they have a good volleyball team? Yeah, I mean, 
that's kind of a cool experience, you know. Um, you know, I, I think it's just it's a continual process. And I know that's a cliched answer, but, um, you know, there's not a defining moment, you know, that makes you feel like you're arrived. You just continue to push, push and push. And um, uh, we've got a group that I think plays with a chip on their shoulder, even now, you know, and, um, and that can be a little unhealthy, but uh, for this group, it's just the way they operate. And I think it's a pretty, uh, pretty healthy way in which they go about doing their, their, their job, you know, they're out to prove people. Um, uh, I, I guess they're perpetually dissatisfied, you know, and they, they want, they want more. And, and so that just, uh, because they do that, then I think it just permeates its way through the entire um, entire team, including uh, those that support us from administration, uh, strength and conditioning, athletic training, and academics. But um, uh, if you spend any time with any of them, uh, and I hope you have, and I hope you continue to do, and um, you'll understand that they have a remarkable passion for the sport and for the opportunities that Arkansas has provided them. Um, and um, and so, you know, the, the ranking doesn't validate them, but it sure makes them feel good, you know, makes them feel good that um, that they're being recognized for the sacrifice that they've made. You said that they're wanting more. I know that on the opening night of the season, they revealed the banner that showed that y'all made it to the second round last year in the NCAA tournament. Um, but like you said, you have a veteran team. Um, has it been cool seeing that, you know, to them to get a banner like that, to get recognized for what they accomplished last year, but then come into this year and really show fearlessness against the number one team in the country, kind of showing that they, they want more. Yeah, I think, you know, one Arkansas team in the past, and there have been remarkable teams here at Arkansas. Uh, Coach Poole started this program in uh, 94. And, uh, the success that he was able to generate here in a very short period of time is remarkable. And, and, but one of his teams made it to the round of 16. Um, a number of teams have lost in the second round, including us last year. And, and so when we're looking at, uh, you know, what's more, uh, certainly we've put together a schedule that would permit us to be tested uh, in hopes that uh, we can prepare for a deeper run in the NCAA tournament. Um, and uh, that would be to get to this, the second weekend uh the sweet 16 i don't know if they let volleyball coaches call it the sweet 16 but um i think we all know what it means um uh but that's hard to do in our sport because they only seed one through uh 32 so it's not a nationally seeded tournament and uh and so uh after the 32 it just gets to be a little regionalized and um and so the path gets to be a little bit a little bit tougher but um uh, but I think that's what they want. That's what more is. If you were to ask them what more is, I think that would be their answer. You know, we're, we're trying diligently to get to the second weekend of the tournament. After the first match on Wednesday night, Wisconsin's coach, he said that, um, he said that y'all play a style that he's not sure he's ever seen before. I was just curious and your, uh, from your perspective, whenever people think of Arkansas volleyball, what type of style should they think of? Yeah, you should have asked him. I would be curious what he thought, you know. Um, uh, I, I've known uh, Coach Sheffield for a number of years, not well, but but well enough to 
uh, take a call here and there. And that's a very gracious thing for him to say. He was incredibly complimentary uh, of our team and and certainly the environment in Barnhill and um, yeah, probably more so because they walked out here with two wins. But um, um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I, I think when I think of us, um, I think that we're just volleyball players who can also do some specific things well at times, you know, and, um, and we like that about our team that they can go play volleyball. And, and I mean that in the sense that, uh, you know, our lib uh, Courtney Jackson can set and uh, our middles can dig and, um, and we're not afraid to let them go be volleyball players rather than pigeonhole them as only being this and being only able to do that. Uh, we don't train that way. We don't uh, limit them in that way. Uh, and so perhaps that's what he's referring to, that that we have a bunch of what we would call generalized specialists that um, uh, can play the game. And uh, we like recruiting those type of athletes. Uh, we certainly like and feel like the environment we have out gym allows them to excel. Um, and um, and we say to recruits, and it doesn't resonate with all of them, of course, um, but um, hey, if you like playing volleyball and you like competing every day in practice, uh, you're gonna love being a Razorback. Um, you're gonna you're gonna love it. But if you want some absolutes that if you come here, you're going to play and you're going to do this and you're going to do that, then you're going to hate it here because that's not how we operate. And um, and um, we've been fortunate, I think, of recent years to uh, be able to recruit some really talented athletes like our freshman class. Um, the, that idea resonates with them. You talked about your love for the state of Arkansas. Um, I think Hannah Hogue, uh, just being from Fort Smith, it really comes out in her as well that she – she plays kind of for more. Uh, what's it been like to, to, you know, recruit somebody who, you know, grew up loving the Razorbacks and now is getting to kind of live out her dream of wearing those colors? Yeah, she's a... Yeah, if everybody in Fort Smith is like Hannah Hogue, then that's one tough town, you know. That's a tough town, you know, and they work hard and they compete. And, and um you know, we recruited Hannah pretty early and identified that we needed her. I think the recruiting pitch to her is we need you to be a Razorback. We're just not quite sure what position you're going to play, but we certainly need you to be here. And uh, that evolved into being um, being being our setter. And because um, uh, she is a wonderfully talented athlete. But to your point, um uh, I was when we offered her a scholarship, I wondered why it took her so long to say yes, you know, being that um, uh, Razorback is almost uh, a given, given her, her pedigree and, and her family and things like that. But, uh, you know, we went down to Alma and played an exhibition game against uh, Missouri State uh, early last month in, in August. And um, it could have been the first time that uh, Jill and Taylor and Maggie took the back seat to somebody and that somebody was Hannah Hogue. And um, uh, I know Razorback fans like Razorback athletes to be from Arkansas. And uh, we'd love to recruit every, we'd love to fill our team with Arkansas athletes. It's just not possible at times to 
uh, just it isn't possible at times. But when we do, uh, gosh, it's just so wonderful. And um, I just think Hannah Hogue has more left to give this program than we've seen. And um, uh, I, I, I'm incredibly thankful that she's a hog, that's for sure. Last question we're going to end on. Um, Jason, when you aren't coaching and getting to do, uh, and you're getting to do something just for fun, what type of hobbies are you into? Yeah. Uh, there's not much, you know, um, uh, there's not much. I live, um, uh, I live east of, of Fayetteville out towards Goshen there. And, um, and we have a little bit of acreage there and, and I like spending time on it. Um, um, trying to get better with my chainsaw. Um, and, um, I'm not, I know my limitations, so I'm not in any jeopardy of causing any damage, but, um, I'd, uh, I'd like to get really good at that, but, um, uh, I think there's a cost to getting good at that sort of stuff, but I like, I like being at home. I like hanging out with my family. Um, I'm trying to learn how to code. Um, I think that's a, you know, that that's to try and be a better volleyball coach, but, um, uh, but, but that tends to be, that tends to be it. Um, uh, I, I want to travel a little bit more. I want to get back home to Australia as much as I can. Um, it's not the most convenient place to get to, of course, but um, it's magical. And um, I always feel like when I get to Australia, um, uh, nobody's in a hurry to get anywhere because they don't really know where they want to go. And um, I think that's the difference between here and the, the States. I think uh, people in the States don't know where they're going, but they just want to get there first. And, uh, and uh, it just the pace of life back home in Australia is, is just really refreshing for me. But, um, but yeah, I, um, it's hard to decompress, you know, as a coach and um, I'm, I'm trying to protect that space as best I can by, by getting outside and uh, you know, uh, you know, and uh, maybe traveling back to uh, back to back home. But uh, but yeah, there, there's not much downtime as a college coach. You know, that's the problem. There's not much. Well, Jason, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. This has been wonderful, and best of luck to your team tonight. And I know you'll have a big game against Colorado State. We do, and I just want to appreciate you. You know, the success and the the journey that our program is having. Uh, you know it can't exist in a vacuum and without you and uh, a number of other people, uh, you know, allowing us this platform to share our story, um, then, you know, the crowds don't come. And so we are greatly appreciative with everything that's going on, you know, uh, football starting up and soccer is off to a great start and cross country is going to get going here soon that uh, you would provide us. This platform is, is incredibly meaningful and we greatly appreciate it. It's a pleasure to do it. Thanks once again. All right. Thank you. Once again, a big thanks to Jason Watson uh, for taking the time to chat this morning. And then another reminder, they played a night at 7 p.m. in Barnhill Arena against Colorado State, which is a, a team that's on the cusp of being ranked, so it could be a good game in there tonight. Well, each week before we close the show, I highlight a game changer of the week. Last week it was Hannah Gamble of the softball team, and this week we'll be going over to women's basketball. Um, a reminder, this weekly title is given to someone who's doing something in their competition of play, in the community, or in the classroom that makes them a game changer. And this week's game changer of the week is freshman women's basketball player Christina Sanchez, who is representing her home country of Spain this week at the FIBA Under-18 3-on-3 World Cup, which is happening right now in Hungary. Uh, she was on campus for the first week of school before catching a flight back over to compete for Spain. 
Um, Spain lost to Lithuania and then defeated Morocco pretty handily on Thursday. But uh, Sanchez and Team Spain will face Ukraine and Japan tomorrow. So best of her representing her home country one final time uh, before being in Arkansas for an extended amount of time. Christina Sanchez of Women's Basketball, that's our Game Changer of the Week. This has been another episode of the Game Changers podcast. I'm Ethan Westerman. I appreciate you listening in, and I'll see you at the same time again next Friday. The proceeding has been a production of the Hog Sports Network. Look for our daily podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. For more Razorbacks coverage, go to wholehogsports.com or follow the Hog Sports Network reporters on social media.